Welcome back to the SSI Executive Conversations podcast. This is part three with Burke Toss, the CEO of Centiar. On this episode, Darwin and Burke finish their discussion, focusing on executive strategies in workload, delegation, and company growth and development. When you look at why companies fail and succeed, and you know, we talked about earlier in, in the podcast about the percentages of companies that fail across all industries, and there's five or six, five to seven main reasons across you know decades and decades of data of why companies succeed and why they fail and leadership relevant to mission vision and company alignment mm-hmm. are always two of for success or failure and then hiring the right talent or the wrong talent those three are always every single time so you yeah. can't pass the buck on leadership you have to determine what your that's why mission and vision just like design controls you know, your mm-hmm. design history file, your master validation file. You can't just, you don't draw it. Oh, hey, it's done. Stick it in a drawer. Your mission, your vision can't be that way. Your culture can't be that way. You have to live it. Um, yeah. It has to be yeah. just like the design history file really should be, in a sense, I call it a living document, right? It's not something you do yeah. once and then, and and then you're done. That if you do that, then you get the opportunity to have an FDA warning letter or <laughs> in three years. Just go ahead and mark <laughs> it out, right? I like the opportunity, the way you put it. Yeah, you get the opportunity to do that. Yeah, very <laughs> good point. No, it's very true. I, um, it, and I think you're back to your original question. You know, when you're hiring, what sort of crossover talent, who should lead? These are really complicated questions. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to spend more time. I don't think, I'll tell you this, with wholehearted belief, no one can spend enough time on this. You can always spend more of your energy. Now it becomes what's more impactful for your business, that brutal prioritization you have to do. Right. But these sorts of skills on who is leading, who is in charge, to me, that's why I call it a caregiver. The way I view a leader is who's going to be that core part of driving the culture. Who are these people? Who are the key stakeholders for it? Exactly. Why should they? Why would people follow them? Right. How, how do they earn this this right, this like sacred post to set a culture for other people who are going to leave their families, come to a job, spend a bajillion hours, go through all this pain? Who are these people that get to set that? Right. I think that's super critical and crossover skills. I think it needs to be very carefully assessed because we do leave out folks from these C-suite leaders and it becomes a incestual, self-serving, always the same people in every company. And it, I think it, um, you need variety, you know? Mm. If you want to solve problems that you haven't solved before, you, you can't have an echo have to, Right. So, yeah. so I think, I think it's not just a nice to have, it's critical to have if you want to solve these problems. So it's a very long discussion. We had about your question. And <laughs> we, we can probably we, have this about all we, your we, questions. We, we, we did. And I, you know, the next question was around really the challenges of being a CEO and we kind of, in a sense, we, we infused some of, some of those answers would, would kind of be a part of this, but, you know, I, mo- I moderated had the opportunity to moderate Karen Posey's CEO Masterclass uh, mm-hmm. this last month. And uh, a lot of what she does is leading and guiding executives to be able to make decisions 
Um, and, and really, what are you responsible for? What, what areas should you be making decisions versus areas you maybe shouldn't be? You should delegate, right? And how that ties into company alignment. Um, mm -hmm. Because being, being, a, being an executive is stressful, right? It can be lonely, it can be stressful. That's why it's really important, I think, in terms of the people you surround yourself, that you can trust them, that the personal why matches the company mission and what the goal is that the CEO is setting the strategy. I mean, the CEO has got to be the person, from my perspective, that sets the, the strategy mm -hmm. with, with input and, and certainly in certain areas, but that you, know, you, you, you can trust there. Um, and then certainly it makes it less lonely. If you put yourself on an island, part of the reason you're, if you're on an island is because you probably put yourself there, which is yeah. not, not, not good. Um, but how do you think about that in terms of what your key responsibilities are, are, are as an executive, uh, in terms of decision-making? Yeah. Um, another one of these topics that you can have an hour podcast on. Right. We could. Um, Real honestly, so I think, I think of a CEO role in a startup specifically. I can't speak for what it's like to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, uh -huh. um, which I, I assume is probably drastically different. But for us, I think I think of the job more like what a lighthouse does. You know, a lighthouse shines very bright for a very brief period of time in a certain location and then it is always moving. Right. Yes. Um, and it doesn't try to light everything at the same time. I think right. that's what creates a lot of stress. When you're the CEO, you have legal, you have fundraising, right. you have team building, you have, I, I'm not even talking about business. These are just things right. to have lights on. Right? right. And then bills have to get paid. And all of these at some point come in front of you. You can hire people to help you arrange them. And the, obviously you don't call necessarily utilities, but at some point you get involved. And then weird things happen, you know, you get a flood or <laughs> electricity gets cut out, your internet doesn't work. Like again, nothing to do with um, business yet. Then mm -hmm. you have to run a business on top of that, um, which comes with you know, 16 hours long that of, of a list of stuff that you can talk about. Then you have to manage a board. On top of that, you have to manage investors that may not be on your board. And then you have investors that you like to bring on that they're not with you yet. Right. Yeah, another job, right? So when you think about all these, and if you're sitting there and trying to light them all, it is unbelievably stressful because it's not achievable. You can't do all of them at the same time. And that's yeah. where you talked about delegation. So the way I look at it is this certain moment in time of the company, light has to shine here. And I'm sorry, back there is dark. Whoever is behind person A on my team, it's you. Mm -hmm. I can't even look at that right now. Right. I'm not even going to pretend that I read what you proposed and then support it or not support it. You just got to do it. And then how can you do that if you don't have people you can trust? You have to have people that know the business as well as you do. Right. Um, so you can't do this on an island because you know what will happen? All these ships you're trying to bring the shore, They'll start they crashing. won't see the light. 
they won't, right? They can't right. see the light because it's not bright enough. You right. can't shine bright enough. So it's so much more effective focus. And then, and then the other part is you got to move. And that's really hard too, because all of a sudden now you got to delegate that area you were brightly shining. Right. right? Now, now, now it's going to be in the dark. Now you're not going to know everything. And then by the time you go all the way back, you're not going to know much about what's going on there. Maybe you you know, up, a few yeah, months ago. Right. And now, now you're just going to have to live through your team and you have to be okay with that. And I think there's a certain vulnerability that comes with that. So that's how I view the, I the think that is CEO. really smart. And you, I really like the lighthouse analogy. I don't know that I've ever heard it put that way or used it. I always, you, as you were talking, I always think about people talk about balance, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you got a balance in your life. Well, like the tire on the car, like what part of the tire is balanced, mm. right? Like it has pressure on the bottom, whatever part of the tire is it's rolling as it hits the ground. Like that's where the most pressure is. Mm -hmm. Like it, to me, what you and just kind changes. of talked about the lighthouse. Yeah. You're, you've got to have focus on what it is you're doing at the time that you're doing it. So you do the best mm -hmm. job Yes, at that time. But it's kind of the same thing to me in terms of what you kind of describe in balance. It's, well, it's so like not, not, that you, not necessarily like, on top of the best job you're doing, and it's impactful. It mm. could be right or wrong, but it has an impact. Right. Right. So, like, I believe this. You can't be afraid to make an impact because then you get nothing done. Right. So, right. that's why the shining bright is important. You got to shine as bright as possible so far ships can see it. Mm. That's impact, right? You got to make an impact on when you're focused on something and then you got to move on. So, you know, oftentimes in a CEO's life, that's like you're doing stuff and then you hire folks that are going to be able to continue supporting that. And then you move on. Um, now that's, that's awesome. Um, so we've talked a lot as, as we kind of finish up here, we've actually already touched on this in terms of company culture and uh, emotional intelligence, really in, in a lot of different a lot of different ways. Like you said, that some of these questions, we could just have a whole podcast. Just yeah, every single one. Uh, but we do a lot of education-based marketing, again, on why companies succeed and fail, because I just think it's so vital. And if we can share that knowledge and, and, and insight more consistently with the ecosystem then and help companies, whether they're a direct partner of ours or not, then that's mm -hmm. better for the ecosystem. That's better for everybody, sure. right? Uh, versus companies not being successful. So right. when you look at uh, mission, again, mission, can I, can I add one thing to that too? I, yeah, absolutely. I, th I think the other reason it's vital is people work at these companies, mm. mm -hmm. right? Like with, mainly with families. Yes. So think about the force multiplier impact of that. The, yes. The, the, you make your company, yes, you maybe go get the funding or hit the approval or you know get acquired all these amazing things but along the way every time every day somebody shows up they're happier uh -huh. they're more fulfilled so more i think productive. that's an important if they're more fulfilled right. and they're happier they're going to be more productive right and then they're going to go home and be happier with their family like yes. isn't that also a very important aspect of why we should try at least to share the things we feel like works yes and share the things we feel like it doesn't work. It may not resonate with everyone, 
but I view it like if it affected somebody in a positive way, wow, the impact well, that reaches beyond. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely the case. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to make money. Yes. And some yes. of you, maybe, you know, you and I, I won't go to any specifics, but you and I wouldn't be able to go make money doing certain things, right? Like sure. in yeah. terms of what your values Clearly. are and what you're okay with, yeah. what you're not. But Nobody's going to um, hire me to be a race car driver. Like I couldn't make money doing that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, you know, certain things you wouldn't feel good about. You, you're excited about the product and what you're doing and how it's going to benefit patient populations. You know, as, mm -hmm. a, as a clinician, I like to work uh, and partner with companies relevant to, uh, you know, talent or, or, or critical needs positions because the product's really going to do something exciting, relevant to uh, consistently benefit patients and how it benefits their families. Because it's never just a patient that's impacted. Yeah. There's almost always a family that goes into that. Or does it improve patient access? Because people aren't, they don't have the ability to get that therapy or that treatment or that surgery. Yeah. Or is it creating efficiencies in the marketplace for the healthcare system or the ecosystem? So then we can take that money elsewhere to benefit, you know, our, our families. Um, so. We all, again, know it, it's, it's hard, but if companies are doing that and it's benefiting those patients and then people are getting to grow in their careers, correct, they're, 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 if, if, if they're in the 30% that make it, those families are going to be better off mm -hmm. and, and, and how they live their lives. I really think that's, that's really important um, right. versus nobody's excited when layoffs are happening. Right, right. Um, Nobody is excited. And, you know, um, there's people like <laughs> Elon Musk, which um, I think he's like what he's done is incredible. Right. It's, it's, it's probably one of the most prolific people in our lifetime, the changes and the, the projects he's pursued. But I wouldn't advise operating like that, you know, unless you're like unless you're able to back it up like he can. <laughs> like, you Being know, in business is hard. Leading a company, having a startup, but you know, June was our eight-year anniversary. I wouldn't want to go back and redo the first year. To be completely, yeah. if if you told me, put a gun to my head, I, I I I could do it, but I really wouldn't want to do it again. And you know, I I think most people know the stories of him. You know, sleeping two to three hours on the couch and working and not having a play. Like, yeah, that's. That's, per that's I know. pretty, that's not for everybody. No, no. And, and it's probably also hurts a lot of people along the process. You know, there's mm -hmm. a bunch of people that get yelled at or you hear stories here and there and all the time. And, and, uh, like, you know, it, I, I wish I can be as smart, but I presume he's pretty smart. I don't know, but you know, from I'm the assuming book, I, I've actually with him, he's got a, 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 a library, like a, a preferred reading list, right? And I think I've read maybe seven of the books on his, you know, just because I was like, well, what's he read? Like, uh, could I even read it? Like, can I, can I, can I actually <laughs> is it, read is it written in English? Yeah. Understand yeah, what yeah, yeah. it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's his thought process and how he answers questions. Some of his interviews, the answers are remarkable. I mean, you know, look at how many companies won't hire somebody if they don't have a college degree. And he was being asked that question. He's like, well, I mean, like, that shows that you can follow directions and like you make your bed and you did your homework and like you went to class. But like, if, I mean, I'd be more impressed if 
two years in, like you actually like went and did something productive, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, not even finished the degree. Right. So it's, it's a different way of thinking. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like very out of the box. Um, That's why I brought him up. I think like the impact and the the wealth that his companies generated are enormous. Mm -hmm. Right. And not just for him, for a bunch of people around him, investors and a lot of people that are making a lot of money. But a lot of people are feeling a lot of pain too. Mm. Like, you know, 4,000 people got fired from Twitter or whatever it was overnight. Um, but they got more productive. So, so like, I think I, you know, right? it probably, yeah, it probably was the right thing to do. I don't know. It's just that I, like, I feel like unless you're in that caliber of person, like he's unique, right? Unless you're like that, you're probably better off remembering that there's people involved mm-hmm. in the decisions you make. This is what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah. singular truth shouldn't be how much wealth do I generate? You know, and success shouldn't be about that. No, I, I, I agree. Um, I, look at the, <laughs> you know? I look at that situation like, though, as a, as a startup from our seats, at the same time, you you know, are you running a business or like you look at the government, right? Government just yeah. keeps adding more and more positions, and it's like right. it, it seemed like maybe that's what I don't I don't know enough. You know, well, all so I know is I read people said yeah. they were going to go out of business after they laid all these people. Yeah, off. and nothing happened. No, right. everything think, actually got more profitable. I, think, so I mean, like, I think people will say it's not working, but it is working, and people are using it. So. I think like that's a very good point. You know, it's not a you're not a benevolent organization. But every time like every time I had to make tough decisions, lay people off and and, and uh, muddle with people's careers, I actually view it a bit like, hey, this is a responsibility I have for you as well. Mm-hmm. Because what's the point of working here if it if you're not adding value? There's no point. There's a better place I, for that person and that's why to me, it's so important to really understand what your, you know, the mission, the vision is and have your interview process delineated between cultural fit and technical. So that because you're, you're saving your company and you're, you're saving them too, even if they yeah. don't know what they want. That, to see that, that, that's what I believe. The cost of this hire. And, uh, you know, I was never really strong at that. And, you know, I still don't like it, but. At the same time, most of the time when you make that mistake, it's because you didn't you didn't really understand the cultural fit up front or maybe a certain you got the wrong person in the wrong seat and it's not working out. You run out of runway and most of the time they already know they shouldn't be there any longer anyway. It's just did you you know how many people let somebody go? They should have done it four months previous. Long time ago. Yeah. No, Um, I think a lot of people have this example. So I think. There's like a lot that you can learn from that. I just like to, to think that you can do it in a way that doesn't fully damage the dignity of the people involved. And, yes. you know, do it, do it um, in a humane way. Now, if I bought Twitter, could you do that with 5,000 people? No, <laughs> you can't sit down and think about all of them, right? So the right. scale doesn't match and it doesn't apply. Um, right. I only brought it up because like, I think it happens a lot in our world when you're a startup. So you, you lose track of what is important, like what is success. You start to drift towards 
wealth um, and and the, the you know the well I mean look at the companies and I won't I won't be I won't start hitting names but I mean there's four top ten global medical device companies that you know use situations of the pandemic to to do layoffs they didn't need yeah. to do layoffs you know and they but, did right but, but they, they did and and we don't we don't hold them to account no. so it is it is very important I think. If, if we want to be impactful humans, I think, um, because I think you can run a very successful business, very successful, um, mm -hmm. because you will have created a place that only people that fit are there. You know, it's not for everybody, right? right? They'll they'll but, find a different thing. But to your point, anything you if you anything you do if you do it transactionally, you'll get transactional results. So if you yeah. want to be a transactional human being. Like if you want to be nice to people when you get something out of it from them or they benefit you or things are going well, but then you're not going to be that way when things don't go well or you lay somebody off. Uh, same thing with hiring processes. If you're going to be transactional, relevant to the interview process, you're going to have more cost of hires. You're going to have more issues. Um, sure. And so it's like anything, right? The more proactive, typically you have better results versus being transactional. And I think in a sense, you're, you're talking about uh, being transactional because it's easier to be that way versus actually treat somebody like a, a person because that yeah. there's a little bit more that goes into it that that it's a little bit yeah. harder. It is, yeah, yeah. It, it requires a little more mental energy. Yeah. But well, my important. friend, I, I think we could. I could talk to you. I mean, I could just get rid of the schedule for the rest that probably wouldn't pay pay the business bills for either and, one of us just, very well <laughs> speaking of, of uh you know big big profit. my lighthouse my lighthouse is shining here a little too long <laughs> exactly man thanks so much really appreciate you coming on and sharing your insight and expertise and uh um i'm cheering you on uh thank you likewise we'll continue to cheer you on from afar my friend Thank you. Same, same, all the feelings are the same. It's always great to see you and, and these conversations we have. I'm always challenged to think about um, my day-to-day. -day. So that's, it's very reflective and that's nice. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I look forward to seeing you at LSI next year. Uh, let me know if right I can on. do anything for in the meantime. Sure. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the SSI Executive Conversations podcast. If you'd like to see more, please follow us on LinkedIn and subscribe to our YouTube and RSS. Visit SureXSolutions.com to learn more about SSI and receive a complimentary consultation.